Welcome to Mama Evolve. We're your co-hosts, Andrea and Rochelle, and this podcast is all about the joy and pain of evolving as a mama. Join us as we discuss relationships, parenting, and self-betterment from the lens of two boy mamas. Mama Evolve starts right now. Today's Mama Mantra, I don't have to do everything by myself. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you're at or wherever you're doing, how are you? I'm Rochelle. And I'm Andrea. And we are going to talk about a good old friend called burnout today. How are you, Drea? (laughs) Well, I believe I am at the burnout um, level here today. (laughs) We're approaching it. Oh, you know, I'm with you, but much better after this weekend because I have relieved some stress. So I don't feel too, too bad, but we need to get you out of that burnout. (laughs) So burnout, so many things come to mind when I think about burnout, Um, especially when it comes to being a mom and then especially a single mom. You know, Mm -hmm. you feel like, you know, you wake up, you have to run around and get the kids ready. You have to get yourself ready. You have to be ready for work. Um, You have to make sure the house is presentable. Got to make sure they eat or that you eat, Um, especially like if you're in school. I know we were both doing schooling in the middle of all of this, you know, trying to educate ourselves to be better for our, our little people and for ourselves. And then... At the same time, trying to please others around us. Burnout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm burnt out just listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the vibes that come. Um, so you said that you're feeling burnout. So what did what? How are you feeling? What what does that feel like for you? Being burnout. Mm, for me, burnout shows up as exhaustion. Mm. And it's like exhaustion to the point of like not having the capacity to do anything like in a functional manner. So like I can't really sort my thoughts or I mean, so I mean, I was feeling it approaching. So like yesterday we actually went to the beach and I was able to like kind of just sit and listen to the waves. So that did help a bit. Um, But yeah, I could use some more quiet time. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you know, I'm with you on that. I know for me, I definitely get high strung, high anxiety. I'm very snappy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah, that that's for the most part. Um and then I have a sense of I can't do this. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like when you look at your very messy closet and you know you have to clean it out. But you know the time and effort, so then you just close the door on it. Right. <laughs> like you shut it yeah, so you, you don't have up. to look at it. <laughs> yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, no, not doing it. So not I know today. for me, that's what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and how do you how do you feel it? You you said that you, you feel like you can't breathe and you feel just like how do you feel? For me. Well, that very I don't moment. necessarily feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, when I feel it coming on, it's just like, to me, it's just really mostly exhaustion. So I feel like I 
cannot um, like function to the highest level that I am used to functioning. And like, I cannot think the right way. Like my mind is everywhere. I can't really focus on anything. That's like a big thing for me is like the, I lose my focus. Um, but yeah, I mean, it comes, it's definitely like, and it's a mix of like anxiety and like, um, it's like a mix of anxiety and like exhaustion. I know I keep saying exhaustion, but that's really like, I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my body. I'm like, I cannot. So I will not. (laughs) How do you usually cope with it when it happens? Like what's your Mm -hmm. go-to? I know the beach, you said relaxed you, but like, what if you can't get to the beach? What would be the next thing you usually do? Typically any, any nature thing is like, helpful to me like if I take a walk and just like take like do some breath work or I go outside and like do like my gardening on my patio or we'll drive to like a garden that the um, city has preserved or whatever so like being outside being amongst the flowers and bugs and (laughs) nature (laughs) nature really like soothes me and helps me like get my mind off of things and slows me down and lets me um like helps me remember what I can control and what I can't control yeah no I agree with the nature is definitely a thing for me too usually I schedule to be up in someone's cabin um, and I can do that but um yeah no if I'm able to I know seasonally for me especially because we're up here in Ohio so Mm -hmm. you know the weather can be shitty and gray So especially like the winter months, that's when I know I could really be down a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But um, spring, summer, and early fall, I do make it a point to make sure I at least sit outside or I go on walks. Mm-hmm. Um, even <laughs> something as small as, you know, recently I've started getting my nails done. Haven't done yes. that since before I had my child. So it's been mm-hmm. almost a decade, but that's something mm-hmm. I'll do to because it is for myself that will just help me focus on myself for a second instead of everything and everyone mm-hmm. and everybody. <laughs> yeah. So that is helpful. Or I'm very big into crafting. Give me a good oh. craft. Um, I could do a craft for eight hours usually. And if you know anything about me, I'll do it overnight. Won't go to bed. I'll stay up all night yeah. and I'll do that. And that feels good for me <laughs> to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I know um, also, which and I feel like this should definitely be talked about more. I was talking, I did telehealth for a while. I was talking with a therapist and mm-hmm. she was very helpful. Um, I did enjoy that. And actually, especially like in these new chapters of my life, I feel like it would be nice to revisit that to sort of let off some of that um heaviness out you know be able to talk with somebody um have you ever gone that route before yeah I did talk therapy um and it immediately got out of relationship (laughs) (laughs) so needless to say it helped tremendously um I think that I think a lot of people like have like stigmatized especially a lot of black people stigmatize therapy as like not being helpful or too expensive or all these things but um I think the most 
important thing that I took away from that particular experience was that um, the therapist helped me validate my feelings on a Mm -hmm. like a professional level so you know it's it's almost like you know you've been trying to get your financial picture together and then you go to a financial advisor and they're like yeah you've been doing it right and what you're doing wrong is because of this this and that and I can help you with that it's like the same kind of scenario they're like yeah you have these feelings and those feelings are very real and I can understand why you have those feelings because you've been dealing with this this and that and it's almost like hearing it from someone else makes you feel like you're not crazy or losing your mind or over exaggerating or all the things that they can say women specifically do um so it it was extremely helpful I actually just contacted an agency down here to see if they have any availability for both me and my son um and potentially like family therapy and stuff like that just you know we all can get involved and and make sure that we're all good better to maintenance that than to kind of you know use it as a form of like emergency care I think no indeed that's nice to be able to um have that communication between you your son your husband um Mm -hmm. and just your family as a whole um and even even in between your husband and your son because you know they're newer coming into each other's lives it would probably be helpful you know communication wise because you know one or the other may may communicate a little bit differently. And I think that's very awesome and very healthy of you guys to do that, to make things flow, have that good energy going. It's really awesome. Yeah, I think it's important. You're funny. (laughs) I, I don't know. I think it's just important with blended families. Like, you know, there's such a, I mean, blended families are obviously more common than people like to acknowledge, but, um, you know, it's important to keep that stuff up and you just, you don't know. And I like, I feel like I spent a lot of time trying to like maintain relationships and make sure everybody's good on their end and it's exhausting. So if we could bring in some therapy, even if it's once a month or something like that, um, I would feel like I'm doing my part without being, um, burnt out or exhausted from trying to maintain these relationships that, are not really between myself, but rather others. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so in therapy, do you, well, not even just specifically therapy, but just in our community specifically, why do you feel like we have so many stereotypes and especially in black women when it comes to anxiety? Hmm. I don't know because I even I mean I perpetuated the stereotype like I would be I would tell my mom like oh you're so high strung I remember saying those that like specific phrase when she was when when I was young Mm -hmm. and she would like we would call her name from upstairs or something and she'd be like what what and she'd be like frantic and we'd Mm -hmm. be like you're so high strung you know and it's just like doesn't make you feel bad like when you're grown when you think about it. Oh my god. It, <laughs> Later. Listen, I, I'll tell you one thing. If um if anyone is like upset with their parents or like whatever on how they raise them, have you some kids yourself and then and then tell me how you feel. <laughs> tell Man, me tell what? me how bad your parents were at that point then. Cuz I mean it's not easy and I while I don't think that everything my parents did was right 
obviously mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I get it. I totally get it now. Like everything they ever did, the smacks in the face that I got for running my mouth, the, <sighs> you know, lack of this, the lack of that, whatever. Like I understand it now. I complete, and I don't even, I have no, um, oh, what's the word? Oh, I can't think I have, but I I don't feel any type of way about, um, how I was raised at all because I just, I, being a mother myself, I'd see how difficult this stuff is. And especially like my mom being a single mom of two girls, like when we were only a year and nine months apart. So we were, you know, damn near twins basically. Yeah. And, um, you know, she didn't have a break at all. She didn't have a break until we graduated. And even then she's still very much involved. So, I can see why she was high strung, quote unquote. And I I don't know what that is. I think it's kind of a way to, I think that we say that women are typically more naggy and anxious and things like that because women's feelings in society in general have been neglected for so long. And, um, and no one really, well, society in general never really took the time out to understand um how difficult it is to parent full time um until recently you know now you see even work from home mothers or not work from home mothers stay at home mothers saying how there's like a depression associated with that because they don't really have any value beyond their children and taking care of their children so um i think people are now starting to kind of get the hint as to like how difficult it is to parent a child um and, and maybe taking more steps to like be more sensitive about the things that they say about people who do parent and how they express themselves or, or the anxiety and things like that, that they may feel. Yeah. And you didn't have to say, you didn't have to excuse the work from home moms because hey, I am well, a work yeah. at home mom. And let me tell you, not that I don't think I am not appreciated, but stay at home all day and take care of everything all day, homework all day, um, running here and there, you know, and then, you know, you have your full-time job, but, but in the comfort of your home, but that's what's supposed to be the comfort of your home. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm telling you when I worked from home, it was not, it was not easy. No, it's it's not easy. It isn't. I mean, granted, yes, I'm able to cook meals, have the house clean, stuff done. That's nice. But I don't too much really get to talk to anybody mm-hmm. um, except for my kid and my partner. Yeah. And yeah, so <laughs> it can be, you know, sometimes trying, especially like if you are feeling stressed or are feeling anxious. Um, some things that I feel some people may end up taking for granted, like when you are able to get out of the house to for something as simple as going to work, mm-hmm. like you have the drive that you get to go decompress and listen to music, um, go sit and people watch on your lunch break, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's sometimes those little things, um, socially that you end up that come missing when you are either, you know, stay at home or working from home mother. Um, those are some of the things you miss. So I, yeah, I've had that same conversation with my now husband because, um, like the way that I work, it's like kind of hybrid. So like I might be home for like a day or two a week, 
But I'm like, I'm not taking my 15 minute break and then using it to be productive in my home. Maybe if I like feel like it, but also like I want a 15 minute break. I think I deserve a 15 (laughs) minute break. Like, so I think that, um, yeah, work from home parents definitely um, don't get enough credit and it's, it's exhausting. And I personally, while I like the idea of working from home because I do get to like, you know, put my kid on the bus, get them off the bus, whatever, and ha- and maybe have dinner or lunch prepared. But at the same time, when I was doing it, I was actually homeschooling my son. And it was by far one of the hardest tasks I had ever taken on. It was very fulfilling, but um, I was, I was definitely burnt out and I felt like. Yeah. When you were know. doing that homeschooling, I girl, I was worried a little bit. I was like, that's a lot. Like (laughs) it was was a lot. And, but he was, he, my son's super self-sufficient. So like, I may have just had to like look over and make sure that he was on the right link or something like that. Um, But you know, I'd like to teach my kids after they get out of school. Like, I don't want you to just rely on what they teach us. So it was just, it was a lot. And um, yeah, there has to be, I think for burnout we have to be able to recognize it and then Mm -hmm. maybe like set up systems um to like curb it basically you know make sure that we aren't running into this all the time because it could to me it could lead to like you know depressive episodes and things like that if you keep it you know if you keep getting burnt out and burnt out and you feel unappreciated or exhausted like that could definitely lead to some um some periods of sadness and depression yeah yeah, you know all too well, girl. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it. But it is like I said. I, no, for me anyway. If I'm able to at least just be able to sit outside on a nice day, or sit mm-hmm. in front of a nice window and be able to look out, or go for a walk, or you know anything where I could take one little piece where I don't have to be doing anything for somebody else. <laughs> just for a second that is how it's very helpful so I think that that's key so um like what do you do um so that's like what you do to like cope with it what do you do you do anything or have you set up any systems or anything like that to kind of prevent it from happening or like maybe um mitigate it from happening when you feel it coming on um so prior pre-covid as you know the mm-hmm. system I did have in place, I was very heavily into fitness. So I yeah. made sure I went to the gym every day. Um, and at least a couple times out the year, I took trips for a couple days, solo trips. That mm-hmm. that was my thing to curb and make things decent, you know, yeah. where I could um kind of recharge. Okay. Um, and I think I did that, what, for about what, five years, four or five years or so. Yeah. And then as we know, that good old thing, COVID came, bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> the whole world shut down. Yeah. So, um, so I was not able to go anywhere. And at the time I was living in an apartment that had, what, like three windows. And they weren't mm-hmm. big windows. Like they were little windows. And it wasn't in one of the best of places. So Mm -hmm. 
imagine that you can't go anywhere and they shut all the gyms down. Yeah. And they're like, well, you could work out at home. Sure. But I'm a social, very, very, very social person. So that affected me that time very negatively. Mm-hmm. So my so-called drug, like, no, I didn't do drugs, but my drug was being around people, mm-hmm. um, being social and being able to work out. I couldn't mentally make myself do that. Like I wasn't in that headspace. Yeah. Um, so that, that was my personal thing. Now, moving forward afterwards, um, when things did open back up, um, you know, it, I think it just had to do with the headspace thing though. Like it just, nothing felt the same. The usual people who I was normally around when I was in my routine of that weren't there anymore. Yeah. Um, because, you know, during that time, that, that affected a lot of people differently. So there, there was just a lot of changes that I don't think a lot right. of people were ready for. Um, so I kind of slowly got off that. But then on top of that, I was finishing up school. So I was mm-hmm. really more focused on that. So that was helpful. I had something positive to look forward to. Yeah. Um, And then now we did, you know, get to move. We are somewhere nicer. And mm-hmm. I'm able to be outside and sit out more. So, but as far as just anything else, I've still been actively searching on new ways to prevent those things. Because um, I am in a way different setting and things are definitely way more, they're different than what they were at that time when I had found my solution. So now I I need to um, find a way to adapt with that more. So, yes, y'all, when it comes to I don't have to do everything by myself, (laughs) I'm still learning that and I'm still trying to refocus that energy um, into ways to actively make it more positive. And when I do feel that coming on, just trying to find better ways to deal with it. So I don't fully have an answer for that right now because I'm still searching personally. How about you? Yeah, same. I think um, the prevention part is, I think I realized once I'm in it that like, oh, like I didn't set up the proper systems to prevent this from happening. Um, so that also frustrates me. But I like right now, um, like I said, because I am expecting um I've actually been trying to like, my son's already pretty independent, but I've just been trying to like really make sure that we're on the same page with some of his responsibilities. So like, for instance, this morning he woke up first thing and without asking me or anything, he washed his clothes and I'm like, yes, like this is a step in the right direction. Like, um, he was always like, he's always been kind of helping with laundry, but, um, just getting him more independent and confident and, and being able to do it without asking questions I mean obviously I'm here to answer questions but having that confidence to be like my clothes are dirty I'm gonna go wash them you know and that's gonna help me out so much with a newborn because I'm gonna have another load of laundry to do you know on top of what Mm -hmm. I've already been doing so um just like kind of setting up small things like that you know reminding him to you know, you can wash your bowl out of cereal so there's no dishes in the sink when I get home. You can, you know, when you take the trash out, put put a new bag in. 
mm-hmm. you know, keep your room clean. The vacuum cleaner's here if you need it. Here, here it goes. Like, this is how you use it. Simple stuff like that, just like kind of helping him um, get more independent about maintaining himself and his space. So that way, um, that attention that I would really put towards that, I can kind of save that energy for a brand new baby who's going to be, you know, a lot more um, incapable of doing things. So um, doing stuff like that, kind of getting on the same page with my husband about like where we stand with certain things and Um, I've been encouraging him to take breaks and, you know, he always encourages me to take breaks because if we both don't take breaks, then we're lashing out at each other. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I, I like, uh, I try to take a walk every day at work. If the, if the weather's decent, at least once on one of my breaks and, um, but I, I still need to, you know, I still need to get some more finite, um, ideas or, things to do in order to put more into myself and and practice more self-care to prevent that yeah I think at the very end of this we can both agree self-care I think would be number one in maintaining our sanity (laughs) as people as mothers or just as humans you know Because it's so easy to lose yourself and your family, our children, and the things around us, our jobs. And then you look at yourself. I know, like, I go to the bathroom at night, get ready for bed, brush my teeth, and I'm just looking at myself like, oh, you, there she is. You all right? You don't look all right. (laughs) (laughs) So, but overall... Um, I would say, I know for me right now, I wouldn't say I necessarily feel burnt out. I know maybe about a month or so ago, I was definitely going through my burnout over several months (laughs) of trying to like maintain everything, make sure everything's okay. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. We're so hard on ourselves as women and as mothers. We, yeah, we are. I think that's, um, I think that's another thing. Like if we could just be easier on ourselves um, and like, I don't know, I think, you know, as women and as mothers, especially we're definitely like on the overachieving side. So that to me can instantly cause burnout because you're not going to overachieve everything. (laughs) Like there's no way. No. Not without, you know, being exhausted or feeling the burnout. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we do have, um, we have this article here. We'll include the link. Um, but it just talks about signs of burnout. So one of them being fit- fatigue, which, Drea, you mentioned. Yeah. Um, the other, feeling apathetic or dissatisfied with your work. Um I think I kind of mentioned, I'm not dissatisfied with my work personally, but you know, you know how work can be stressful. (laughs) Um, Another one is headaches, um, changes to your sleep and diet patterns. That's a big one. I don't think people really notice or pay attention to that offhand. 
but um, how we eat and how we sleep can either negatively or positively affect how we feel throughout the coming days. So it is important to try to get the best the best sleep that you can and try not to, you know, let's not be going to Chick-fil-A every day. <laughs> Darn, I know like Chick-fil-A is your fave, but <laughs> I know like I can't be eating pizza like all the time. So, <laughs> um, and then I know people ask if, uh, burnout is the same thing as depression, as a lot of the symptoms do go hand in hand. Um, and then they also just give um, options on what you can do when you're feeling burnt out and um, just caring for your mental health. Um, just giving you just different ideas and people that you can reach out to um, if you feel like you're experiencing this so definitely a good read just definitely check that out um yeah so yeah burnout is real y'all it's real and it should be acknowledged and it should not be taboo and we should talk about that more often and not feel bad about it yeah so we are going to wrap this one up today. Um, did you have any takeaway from all of this or anything you feel like moving forward? Do you do or want to do more of? For sure. Um, I know from me and burnout on it, we didn't too much talk about that, but part of where I'm guilty of making myself get burnout is boundaries, which I am still working on because boundaries or lack thereof can cause burnout, y'all. can happen. It's real. <laughs> so... I think that that's just important to be mindful of. Um, but I have and will continue, you know, to do the little things um, that make me happier where I am able to focus on myself a bit more. And back to the mantra, just remember, I don't have to do everything by myself. <laughs> yeah, so... I, I just feel like, you know, be mindful of yourself and your boundaries and know that you are not, yes, we are super women, but no, we don't have superpowers and we can't be at five places at one time. So give yourself grace. That's what I'd say. So bow our heads and say amen. Amen. All right, y'all. So, <laughs> so we will see you next time. We will be talking about dun 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 marriage. And we'll see you there. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Mommy Evolve Podcast. Be sure to follow and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New shows air every Monday. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Mama Evolve Podcast. Send us a DM. Let us know what topics you might like to hear us discuss. See you soon.